Get Well, the City of Yuma's employee wellness podcast, where we discuss health and wellness topics relevant to you. Today we have Coach Stephanie, your YBC health coach through the Wellness Council of Arizona, Stephanie Nunez from Human Resources, Gina Flores from Human Resources, Maria Morales from Human Resources. We're just full of HR today. So this is Rob Duffy. I'm from HR as well. So today we're going to talk about social networks at work. Uh, how do we promote ourselves, you know, throughout our career? We're going to talk about moving on up, steps we take to improve our application process here at work, and then always the Ask the Help Coach segment. So coach, so is this, this discussion, is it more of work-life balance or social wellness or uh, what kind of wellness does this talk about, this fall under? That's a great question. And I think what we're going to be going through is more social wellness because most of the time we don't know what we don't know when it comes to presenting ourselves, when it comes to wanting to move up, you know, our strengths, all of that. That's really what we want to do. So as we go through these two huge topics, social wellness, when you're at work, and it might also be when you're at home, are we presenting the person that we want to be? Or are we just hoping people are catching on to who we are? Perception is reality. Yeah. So, I mean, when you guys think about it on your day to day, do you ever feel like when someone first sees you, they've already made a snap judgment of who you are? I like there were a lot of head nods that occurred and it turns out we can't hear head nods. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, First impression I give off normally, usually generally is very upbeat. Um, I have a really strong handshake. So often, more times than not, I give a pretty good first impression. Um, I don't see that all the time in candidates. Right. So the people that you're around, you know, do you want to be putting off a strong impression? Yeah, that's who you are. I mean, from what I've seen, that's who you are. Is it the same when you're outside of work? It is, very much. Great. Very much. Do you do certain things at work, social norms, all of that in the workplace that portray who you are compared to what you're doing outside of work? So like you said, handshake, you know? I feel pretty strong. Like my output is pretty strong and pretty true to form in work and outside of work. Yeah. So you've got that same, I'm Gina. This is who I am. We got this. How about you guys? I'm more timid at work. I'm more like reserved, keep to myself. More outgoing around family and stuff. Around family and friends. I'm always, hey, what's going on? But at work, I'm more timid. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. (laughs) And it works for you. Is that, do you think that's like a safety mechanism? Do you think it's I think so. I think it's more of a safety. Like, I mean, I'm pretty confident when I'm talking about my job duties and whatnot, but with other people that I'm not 100%, I'm more timid, you know, like shy. And it's just comfort for me because at work, you know, I'm quiet, so I can't get in trouble. At home, I'm loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big part of wellness at work, though, is is being comfortable in your workspace. So whatever, whatever makes you happy, you know, it is that and the same thing when you take a look at it, we're seeing how we interact with the people. 
but it's also how people perceive that interaction. So whether you're timid at work or strong at work, when you are outgoing, someone that's taking that interaction, it might seem overwhelming or it might seem like you don't care, right? Mm -hmm. So it's making sure that what you're doing at work, like you said, when I'm doing my job duties, I am very clear about them, making sure people understand we're not coming at you, you know, being outgoing and everything. It's not, we're forcing you to listen to us. You know, this is my personality. It's nice to know that way people aren't scared. Like, what did I do? Why is she yelling at me? (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're, you're getting your work done and you're moving on as simple as if you're not feeling well, social norms in the workplace, letting people know I'm not feeling well. So that's why my interactions are short today. I apologize for that and move on. Can I, can I kind of change it up a little bit? I love it. So you have on your, um, some of our talking notes, the question is what are our social networks? And just looking at that state, that question statement is, a. for me is years ago, social networks would be, who's your group of friends? Yeah. What's your reputation? Nowadays, I look at social network and it's all about media. What, what apps are you on? Right. So I think there's a generation gap and and when just looking at the statement what are your social networks some i think some people are like well i'm a twitter well you know a snap you know (laughs) that is exactly when i first read it i'm not saying that there's a generational gap (laughs) i'm not saying that i'm just saying when i read that that's what i read yeah so so years ago you would have been like hey so-and-so applied what do you think of them what do you think of her you know is a hard worker, good reputation. Now it's like, hey, let's let's scroll through their feed and see what is in it. So, we're talking about workplace, do do does how much does that come into play using the new social networks and all that stuff for the younger generation? Um, as a rule, on our side, that's not something that we look at. That's right, not something that's being researched. It's not something we encourage to be researched. However, you can't miss it. You can't help but to see it. Um, occasionally, mm-hmm. and your um, future hiring managers or directors easily can see something on your social on your social network. Right, um, it's there. So, I used to be a CTE teacher, and I would teach my students: don't put anything you don't want everyone to see, including prospective hires, people that are going to be hiring you. So, just you know, be aware. Be aware. Somebody can see it. It's permanent. Yeah. And it is in our trainings. So those courses that we take going over, you know, your malware and going over harassment and going over all those different trainings that you do, that comes up a ton. And just so that we can put this out there with the difference in, you know, generational gaps that you were saying, (laughs) because when I wrote that question, I like to interact with people. Technology right. can make that so difficult. Your person, who you are on Zoom, can be very different than who you are in person. So when I wrote that question, that's a, in person, what do you do? How do you interact with people? What's your social network when you're here at the workplace? Who do you interact with on a daily basis? That's what I meant. But it, automatically, you brought up the, do you mean like Twitter? Immediately. <laughs> what? And I, yeah, I was like, oh, I never even thought that's the where that question could go. 
but it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much of our social network, ours, let's make sure specialists here, is via email. And it actually is online. A lot of the work that we do now, much more so than it was in the past, even in the past two years, maybe. Um, so sometimes that can be difficult because yeah. most of us are very personable and like that personal touch. Right. We do get that. We do. We get that with our hiring managers, more phone calls. We get to see them. Um, we get to sit in on interviews often. We get to do some training. So that's where we get our social contact and our, our networking. But it can be difficult because things have really gone techno i mean they're just well really i'd imagine on. you want those phone calls you encourage them because you want the interaction but on the other hand you need those emails because you need a lot of documentation Absolutely. so it's a little 50 50 ish i've yeah. got a question here just with that um for all of you and i'd love to know if you do this because i know when i read you know read a book or anything i have a picture that appears online in my head. A book online or a paper <laughs> oh, book? Like a real turn the page, okay, okay. you know? Yeah, kind of fun. They're old school. You, you scroll or in you the flip? Library. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll put a picture in my mind. And I'll put a voice to some of the people. Do you find you do that with your emails? All the time. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, how if you have met them, does that voice change to what their real voice is? Or do you still kind of hear what you had heard previously? Um, sometimes they don't turn out to be who I thought they were. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Which, um, like their voice or just, I don't know, like I have this image of who this person may be, but sometimes it's not like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's the simple comparison, Zoom, when that happened, I found out how tall people were when I first met them. <laughs> It was such a change. It's not anything that's good or bad. It's just a, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't expect that. And then you move on. But it's something simple, you know, to- too many exclamation points. Oh. Okay. So I overuse exclamation points. I am I'm an exclamation point criminal. It's I, exciting. I, I really, I do. Yeah. Not going to lie. I think it also has to do with like the context of an email because I've gotten some emails that I feel are really strong mm-hmm. and then like the person will call me and they're like oh you know just wanted to check and it's different you're like oh okay like they, like they didn't realize like, they had all caps on uh-huh. and they're yelling and you're like why are you yelling at me yes. <laughs> and then they call and they're all sweet and you're like oh so then I'll change my mindset I'm like oh, okay yeah <laughs> maybe they out of that's how right yeah so, and it can be, I know that a lot of people were talking about technology. People will send something via text and they do the voice to text. And you look at it coming through and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that word is, you know? But you think about it, some people are really busy, right? And they're trying to get that note jotted down. So it's really about following up afterwards, checking in with the person and saying, okay, I saw this come through. Is this what you meant? Or for them, following up and saying, I wanted to make sure I got that to you. I know that that wasn't the professional way to send it, but I didn't want to forget. You know, when you have that, does that kind of ease a lot of the extra? In part of a new employee orientation a couple years back, we taught a segment on email etiquette. Yeah. 
yeah, it was really good, really, really helpful. That went away because we shortened, we condensed in heel. But uh, I always enjoyed that part of the class. I would so sign up for that class if I could. I feel like I sound very direct in my emails. So I try to add, like, please, thank you, just so it doesn't sound so weird. Because I'm not trying to sound Most of it was, like, right. a, the beginning with a greeting and then ending with a please or thank you, like you said. But the other part was... Uh, uh, even if you don't have time to sit there and give a long answer or explanation, just a simple, saw your email, super busy, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Just acknowledgement that they received it and you've seen it. Right. That makes a like huge a, difference. Like an auto response too? Yeah. If you know you're going to be away from your yes. desk for yeah. any amount of time, just knowing if you have that there, you know you're going to get back to it, but they don't know that you're not at your desk. That's important. My emails are very formal. Yeah. yeah. They, they do not represent who I am. I'm a compliance gal. I've been in compliance almost my entire life. So my emails almost all look exactly alike. Right. <laughs> so that I can never be unsure of what I may have said. Right. I can very easily, if somebody comes back and says, you said, mm, no. I did not. <laughs> I did not. It's really repetitive. Don't reflect who I am, right? But that I mean, again, it's that's your social, it's your documentation for work, which is a social network. Your work, how you communicate with the people that you're onboarding into the program, the people that are already within the city of Yuma, all of that. You have to make sure. I find myself prefacing and giving phone calls. Hey, just so you know, the next couple of emails <laughs> coming at you are really formal. I know you guys have heard me. They're, they look really. But I'm documenting, just so you know. That's awesome. See, but that's cool. You're letting them know. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It wasn't like friendly, Gina, just, and then all of a sudden aggressive. Okay, I've got to say, over that little intermission that we just had, some paperwork was passed around. So, Rob, what do we have next? So let's talk. Let's keep on talking about social networks here at work. Um, if we all want to move up the ladder. And we have some experts here at the table. So let's talk about internal applications, how to make them better. Is that is that how you say it? Yeah. Is that proper English? How to make Perfect. them, how can I make them better? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like those do's and don'ts of internal applications. Do better. Makes them want. better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, like I said, we do have some experts here. How, how do we create the wow factor in your application process and then moving on to your interview process like how do we Say, promote choose ourselves? me yeah. choose me now yeah how do we do that what's your tips anybody first I feel like completing oh go, go ahead. ahead yeah completing the application to the best of your ability um step one yeah fill okay. out the application <laughs> make sure your name is spelled yes. right capital letters if you don't know how many applications you see all lowercase or like the grammar in it is the greatest so let me ask does improper grammar or an unspelled incorrectly spelled word here and there does it really throw an application out creating no. your own okay. word no sometimes yeah you want to give that first impression you mm -hmm. know so that's the first that anyone ever well not internal but uh, mm -hmm. your first impression and you want to provide a good one so like proper capitalization to me is a big thing yeah does it influence, or maybe influence is the wrong word, but how the applications move forward? 
No? Not, I mean, it's just more of a personal thing. And to me, like, if you have everything, you know, not capitalized, but you uh, list the job uh, duties that qualify towards the job that you're applying, I'll move it on. But right. I'm just like, oh, you could have given it a little bit more effort, in my personal opinion. Right. Gotcha. So step two right there, making yeah. sure that you have all those duties. Because when those hiring managers eventually do read all that information, they'll see that. Yeah. And it could make a difference there. Absolutely. Okay. So the big deal is getting your application to that hiring manager. And it could stop at us. Um, the applicant could actually stop their application from even moving forward to us. We read on an average or look at review anywhere from six to 10,000 applications a year, depending on the year, depending on who hires. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we have to put the applications through an auto score process. We have software that helps us do that. So we're going to let the software know who we want to immediately be, who we immediately want to exit, who's not going to qualify for a position. So we can't read all that. Does it, and you don't have to give out secrets if you don't no, want to, but does the software pick out <laughs> keywords to match what they type and what the job requirements does, it, or is it more of, Ours does how. not. There are other softwares out there that do, um, I believe state and, state and probably federal, I believe have, because they get so many more applications. So it just says, oh, these words match, boom. Correct. But so ours doesn't. Ours does not do that. Have specific questions on our application that are very important. There's um, Google questions agency wide, super, super important that everybody has to answer. It's got some private and personal information in it. Um, and then we have what's called supplemental questions. The supplemental questions are hugely important in how we sort through those thousands of applications. If those aren't answered properly, correctly, for the needs of the hiring manager and the job description and any minimum qualifications, where you don't even have to read it or see it. You could actually disqualify yourself based on the way you're answering questions. Yeah. So the job description really matters in how you answer. And that application and those supplemental questions. Right. Hugely important. And you have the job description right there in front of you when you're applying. So making sure that you're meshing up, you have the qualifications, and you're stating all those qualifications that are in that job description. I have this. I'm working towards this, and it'll be done by the date that the hire is. Correct. All that important information. Correct. Super, super important. So you you said, oh, I'm working towards this. That makes me think. If, if, the, if the job description says bachelor's or degree preferred, and the candidate puts working towards my degree, we'll have it next semester. Does that kind of like say, ah, no, or does it be like, okay, they're going to have their bachelor's, so I'm going to qualify them. I I would love to give you a definitive answer. However, our our hiring managers and our directors, they have have the option in their job descriptions to put something called an equivalency. Right, I've seen that, that yeah. And absolutely, a hiring manager can take a look at an application and say, I really, truly, as a hiring manager, feel like experience equals this gotcha. education that I'm looking for. Uh-huh. So if my 
person that I'm really, that this application attracted to doesn't have this four-year degree, do they have four years of experience or more? That's awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. It's wonderful because your experience can be so, it's, it just makes you so qualified for, for many positions and maybe you don't have that education. Right. And then, I mean, just from understanding if your timeline, you're going to finish your degree before the job posting end date, you don't have it when you're writing the application, but you know that it's going to be done by X date, which is before the close date of the application process, putting more information on there rather than less. Is that a good idea? Correct. That's a wonderful idea. The hiring manager also has that option. If there's so many different positions and so many different qualifications that your hiring manager for one position will say, hey, I'm really, I, I appreciate associates here. I'm really looking for people that have that four years, to your associates and four years experience. If, if you got somebody with six years experience, move them forward. I, I really doubt the tracker. So... It just, and it really honestly depends on position. We have positions that that education is absolutely required for and cannot be edited. It can't be budged. Some licensing in specific positions. So that's super important. Okay, we've got two questions. And I know Rob's got one and I've got one. So mine was just, it sounds like not making people read your mind when you're applying. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is so on point. Yeah. Candidate's obligation is to tell us their qualifications. It is not our job to interpret or read into it. We, we're actually not allowed to. I can't assume that you can do a job. I, I, period. That's such <laughs> a good question an and answer. That's awesome. Right. Well, that, I mean, it goes back to social norms. When someone sees you, you know, they make a snap judgment. Oh, this person's probably like, and then they get to know you. On paper, you cannot assume. You no. have to tell us that you're qualified for this position. So, and that's it's tough for our internals on occasion because <clears throat> they're expectations. Well, you know what I do. You see me around, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that leads me to my question: Is there a big difference in the in the process between internal promotions applications and external? There are not. Okay. There is not a huge difference. The expectation is the same. So. Um, that's going to be big news to a lot of people, you know? <laughs> it's, it's not our job to figure out what you do. I'm a human resource specialist. I've been one for almost six years. My primary duties lie in recruiting. There's a whole section that I'm familiar with, that I know about, I may have touched on. There's a whole section of my job that I don't do every day. So I'm not going to put that on my job application and endorse myself as being a professional at those because I'm not. There are right. other people in my department doing those. So, but I am going to push what I'm talented at. Yeah. I'm going to make sure you read that. Right. First and foremost. <laughs> That's true. So this paper that you passed around, can you tell me more, us more about this? Uh, it's called Write It Right. Look how cute that is. It's okay. adorable. So, <laughs> it's spelled W-R-I-T-E, like right, to with scribe, pencil. to uh -huh. pen something, uh -huh. and write it right. The other right is 
correctly. So pen something correctly. I love that. So write it right is a wonderful. Given, we haven't given this class. <laughs> I want to while. use scribe a lot. <laughs> I, that, that's a word you never hear. Yeah, but I, it's I mean, like the old on. English. Right. I think it Where's my like scribe? I'm okay. Like, okay. <laughs> you just okay. made my day. So, did we get generational again? No, right <laughs> right now what you just created is for the rest of the day when I have to scribe something in my calendar. You get your feather out and <laughs> your ink. <laughs> Hold on a second. Simon <laughs> She's so fancy. <laughs> so is this a class that you can teach if someone's it is interested? A class. We haven't given it in a long time. Right. We put it together um, because it was actually before COVID and everything kind of shut down. But this is actually something that our internals and even externals, if external calls us and I'm just struggling, we're really nice. I can vouch <laughs> they are very nice. I can vouch for really all three. Nice. So there's an internal application. There's an internal opening that someone calls, say, hey, I want to apply for this job, but I need help. I'm not that good with writing my resume my application they can come in and make an appointment absolutely oh that's give us a call good to know we cannot help that candidate fill out that application absolutely cannot do that right and, and we're not going to do that but we can spend time with them and give them an idea of not even idea this is fantastic this is right page, a few pages of really good information that they were applying for years ago it's and eight pages and it seems to go through a lot of what you were is, talking about already mm -hmm. We have a really cool PowerPoint presentation and everything. So, and honestly, giving 10 minutes to somebody, build a light bulb will go over their head. Is this something that we can attach to this podcast for all of our internal applicants, all of our City of Yuma employees? Um, or should we just attach a just link attend, to letting you know? Attach her email yeah. and home phone address. HR, and... home phone. Yeah, Hours when you're available at home. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. what we can My do. My name is Stephanie <laughs> My middle name favorite fruit is, is Maria Morales. <laughs> so what we can do is we can put the link to be able to contact HR to be able to set up an appointment. There, you you have no idea how many times I've been sitting reading an application for a candidate, even internals that have applied multiple times, and I just my head is up against a desk. Help me help you. So by law, are you not allowed to reach out and say? Hey, let me help you. No. Okay. I and I wouldn't even say it's by law. It's just not. There's ten thousand people applying. Right. So it's not fair. fair. Let's be fair and equitable. And, right. You know, but if somebody reaches out to us, we're certainly going to have a conversation with them. I'm I'm glad that you said that because I'm sure there's hopefully there's people going to listen and be like, wow, all those times I applied, I could have called and asked and for just help. Ask the question. Yes, Absolutely. just got to reach out. And if you want the job, why not go that extra step? I mean, that's... Show some initiative, right? Right. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to the Ask the Health Coach question segment. And this time we have two questions. I like this. It's like rapid fire. Right. So I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Mine, mine's a simple nutrition. There's nothing simple about nutrition, okay. as it turns out. It, the old saying, breakfast is the most smart meal of the day, is... Is it true? Like, like I usually don't eat breakfast. Is okay. that healthy? Not healthy? Depending on the person's metabolism. 
it depends on the person and the quality of the food you're going to choose, right? So breakfast is the most important part of the day. You grab a muffin from Starbucks. Well, I, I usually eat that? lunch about 11, 11.30. So that's your breakfast. That's my that breakfast. That is your first meal of the day. But I'm out working a lot of the times at 5. So this is, this is a great rule of thumb, okay? And I'm going to phrase this to everyone because this is important. We all hear this. Breakfast is the most important part of the day. Fueling yourself for what you're going to do so that you don't see any disadvantages, drawbacks, or problems from not fueling yourself. So it depends That's on how you feel. Like if it's if you if you could tell it's influence you or yes. Okay. Are gotcha. you slowing down your body's ability to think, move, adjust to what's happening around you properly? Yes. Right there yes. you go. Right. Oh. So if we're what do we typically go to instead of having breakfast to make our body function? Coffee. Coffee. Caffeine. So we're putting our body into a fight or flight. Adding caffeine is making your body turn on in a very aggressive way. It's like not warming up for a workout and just running, just going. Your body's being stressed for no reason. Is that a smart is that thing? A, is mm. that a bad thing about coffee? It's, it is a, why are we using it? I'm never going to say get rid of coffee to someone. Because I don't need that negativity right, in my no, life. None of us do. <laughs> we need to know that when we show up to work, we're going to be able to smile at people and, and sometimes mean it, right? <laughs> But is caffeine what you should be functioning on? No. It's an advantage. It's a positive. It's something that is enjoyable for most of us. I love to have my coffee in the morning. I start with water. I have my coffee. I have a good breakfast so that by noon, by right now, by 11, my stomach's already growling, ready for me to fuel it again. You know, I've got those timers, so I know I have to eat. It's making sure that you're not doing a disservice to yourself. Are you just not eating because, A, I forgot, B, I didn't have enough time, I didn't allocate my time wisely, so I just decided not to do that this morning, you know? Or, some of us have reserves that our body draws off of for breakfast. Right. So it, it could be, there I'll are people, that. It doesn't work. no, no. <laughs> it could be that you're thinking weight loss, right? You're trying to decrease the amount of calories. No. So I have a question with that. Like, you know how the later in the breakfast, what about if you're trying that intermittent fasting? Right. So like, does that work? For some people it does. And but you... intermittent fasting, your goal should be you want to get in enough calories so that you're not going below your BMR. So your body's basal metabolic rate, the amount of calories it takes to all these functions we talked about earlier, breathe, your heartbeat correctly, your body function properly, going to the bathroom correctly, all these things. If you're not getting enough calories to hit your BMR, your body's going to want to go into hibernation mode. It's going to say, well, I need to be fueled. So I'm just going to make it so that, okay, we're not going to think as clearly. We're going to get headaches, but you'll deal with that because why not? We still need to be able to breathe. We still need our brain to be able to work. We still need our, our heart to work correctly. So our body's now going to work on less calories to make that happen. So you thought you were doing something good. I'm going to drop down to 1,200 calories. I typically need 1,500 to survive. Now your body's saying, okay, I see that. I'm going to make you function properly on 1,200. You're not losing any weight. We're going to make sure you stay alive. Right? But intermittent fasting, quality calories in a smaller window it typically means we're not going to snack as much on the stuff we don't need. 
right? We're limiting the amount of hours that we can just eat for eating sake. So that's why for a lot of people it works. They plan out their meals in that short window of time and they're like, I have to eat between this time and this time. They're going to get it in. When you just have, I have to eat today, it opens up the window to a lot more food, snack-wise, everything-wise, that you can add in. If someone was going to start the intermittent fasting, do you recommend they speak with you first to help develop a, 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 nutri a calorie count plan? Uh, yeah, I, I would recommend first that they take a look at how their day functions and will it work for them. So if they've got a 5 a.m. shift start, right, and they're going throughout the entire day to 2 p.m., maybe not intermittent fasting if it's going to reduce your ability to do your job well, your ability to function well. You don't want to say, I'm not going to eat until noon. You start at 5 a.m., you're not going to eat until noon. You are not going to be a happy camper for the morning. There are people that are always the exception to that rule, right? You have people that just fine. I'm great. But you don't know, right? So find out what works for you. And if you want to take the time to sit down with me to go over something with me just to help give you that understanding outside of how I feel, right? Because how we feel and what works aren't always the same thing. So sit down, figure out how can we test this? Because that's what you want to do. You want to test. Does this work? That's how all these programs come into place. I mean, this paperwork that you have right here, it's tested, it's tried, it's true. As people, our nutritional needs change, our availability of time to set towards that changes. We test it, we find out what works, what doesn't work, and we continue on. So intermittent fasting can work for some, keto can work for some. Try it, see if you're doing it correctly. Are you being consistent with it? If that's the case, okay. If it's working, okay. Are your health markers still staying good? Okay, let's move on, let's do it, you know? That's a good answer. Thanks. Very, very useful. Question oh, number two. That was my question. That was your question. Oh, the internet Sorry. Uh, not, not only That's do you dress question. alike, but you think alike. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. <laughs> That's okay. It's still beautiful. You're you're all dressed beautifully today. Stephanie, next time, green. green. Obviously. Yeah. Should have known. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for the question. And as always, please reach out to me if you have a question as it pertains to your wellness or if there's just information you want for your family, for really all of our wellness, our social wellness, our network. And now we've got some employees right here that want to make sure that if you want to get that next leg up, you have it. Thank you for listening. If you are looking to get more involved in employee wellness, please check our SharePoint site. You can find it by clicking on the wellness link on the internet homepage. While you're there, scroll down to the quick link section and click subscribe to receive our weekly wellness emails. You can also stay in the know on the go by signing up for wellness ambassador text notifications. Just text wellness to 844-702-1451. See that one. Oh, thank you.